Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapraset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I believe that the sermon today is very important to all of us. I feel that this is the good message for me and for all of you. We are still in the series called "Rejoice Always," and we keep talking about how we're going to live a life of joy all the time. That is the will of the Father. Let me read from the book of Nehemiah, chapter eight, verse ten. Then he said to them. Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our God. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Everyone say the joy of the Lord is my strength. How many people want to be strong? How many people want to be healthy, victorious? You need to have the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is the spirit of victory. Two Sundays ago, we learned about not neglecting being in the assembly or being in the church together. Let me. Read a little bit to review, and we'll go on to talk about how we can live the life of joy. Hebrews chapter ten, verse twenty-five in the Amplified Bible. Hebrews ten twenty-five, not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers, as is the habit of some people, but admonishing, warning. Urging and encouraging one another, and all the more faithfully as you see the day approaching. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us today. We believe, Father, that the Holy Spirit is our teacher, and the Holy Spirit can speak to your people more than what I say from my mouth. You speak into the heart. You reveal the light of. Heaven to them, help them to be doers of the word. Help them to put your word into practice every single minute, every single day, and they will experience what you promise in your Scripture, Lord. We thank you, Father. We commit this time to you. We depend on you. I'm just a mere man. I'm nothing without you. I depend on your Holy Spirit, on the anointing, Lord, to speak to your people. We thank you so much. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. We have learned that in order to be living in a life of joy, the Bible warns us that we should not neglect coming together to go to care group, to go to the Sunday service, to be in the camp, to meet together on a regular basis, because we need to be encouraged. To be in the presence of God, to get the joy of the Lord, 
if we are not careful, we can lose the joy very easily because we are bombarded by a lot of pr- problems in life. You need to understand one thing: faith leads you to have joy. Faith leads you to have hope. Go back to listen to the old sermon I preached in the camp. Faith leads you to have hope, which is confident expectation. And when you have confident expectation of faith, then the joy of the Lord start to work in you. But faith is something that you get remotely somewhere. You need to be in the presence of God to receive the joy. You need to be in the assembly and encourage one another. You come to church to be fed. You come to church to encourage one another. Sometime before you come to church, you feel so down, so depressed. But when you show up in the building, you show up in the meeting, and somebody smile at you, give you the story of how God saved them, and give you the word of encouragement, the joy start to come up. The faith start to rise up. Faith and doubt are contagious. When you hang around with people of faith, the faith will rise up on the inside of you. When you are around people who laugh and smile all the time, that is contagious to you too. How many people have that experience? When people start to laugh a lot, you want to laugh too. You feel that something inside start to bubble. You want to laugh as well. In the same way, people can be so down and so depressed. When they walk into the atmosphere, that everyone cry, everyone so depressed and angry and very upset. So we need to be careful where we gonna be. We need to be around people who are so full of faith and joy. Depression can be catching, and faith and joy can be catching as well. If you hang around with people who are depressed, you're gonna be depressed as well. We need to be around people who have faith. That's why I love to go to church to be around you, because you are the people of faith. You may walk in scared and shaken, but when you come into the presence of God, that fear start to disappear, and people start to talk encouraging word to you, and you think in your heart, "Wow! If God can heal that person." If God can set that person free and give the supernatural breakthroughs, I can get the same thing. I believe in the same God. If God can give that person a good job, He can give me a good job as well. You see, we need to be together on a regular basis. And we learn from last Sunday in Ephesians chapter four, verse twenty-nine: Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary. Edification. Everyone say edification. edification. That it may impart grace to the hearers. When I read this scripture, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I asked God, "What does it mean to impart grace to the hearers?" We may have a lot of facts in our brain here, but we have to be careful to watch our mouth and control our mouth. Even though you may have a lot of facts, but it doesn't mean that you have to say everything that you know in your mind. You need to only speak words that edifies people. Some of the facts may be very impressive, but they are bad. You don't want to talk about the bad news that make people down and depressed. 
you want to talk about the good news and why the Bible says it imparts grace to the hearers. The Holy Spirit speak to me. This is the way it is, son. When people speak encouraging word to one another, they have more faith, they have more joy. And how do you get the grace of God? By faith. Is that right? If you want the grace of God in the area of finances, healing, physical body, the grace of God in the area of family, or job or ministry, you need to have faith. You get the grace of God by faith. Therefore, when we come together, we are called to be encouraged. One of the callings in our life every believer has is to be an encourager, not a downer. We are, we are not called to depress people, to put people down, but build them up and encourage one another. How many people promise that from now on, when you see brother and sister, you see your wife, your kids, your husband, you're going to say a word of encouragement? Raise your hand up. From now on, I'm going to be encourager. Everyone say, from now on. I'm going to be an encourager. Build faith so that people will have grace. Amen. Psalm 16. Now I'm going to come to this sermon. Psalm 16, 8 to 11. This is a very powerful passage in the Bible. The key to victory and the key to faith and joy. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, and I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my glory, which means my spirit, rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in show, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. How we can get our heart glad and rejoice all the time. This scripture gives us the key. The key is we set the Lord before us and trust Him always. In other words, when you put somebody in front of you, what's going to happen to your eyes? You're going to see that person all the time. Is that right? You don't set people behind your back and you don't see them or on the side. You set God before you, which means that you are looking to God always. This is different from looking at the failures always, looking at the bills all the time, looking at the symptoms all the time, looking at the problems all the time, looking at the debt, looking at the traffic ticket all the time because you drive so fast, or looking at somebody's sin, looking at the weakness and the shortcoming of your church all the time. Keep looking. They don't do this. They don't do that. Oh, this church has problem. Pastor has problem. If you keep looking at those things, you're going to be depressed. And you're going to be really defeated. But the Bible says, looking at God all the time, looking at His promises all the time, 
talking about God all the time, thinking about Him, meditating about His goodness and His faithfulness all the time. Don't take me wrong. We are not denying that some problems are there in our life. We are not saying that we did not accept that there are problems and, and there's something to deal with in our life. But don't look at those things. Look at God. Everyone's point up to heaven. Look at God. Look at His promise. Don't dwell in the negative things or talk about them, but always talk about the goodness of God, the grace of God. When somebody is going through some hardship, believe me, everyone in the room and everybody in the community would like to talk about it all the time. That is carnality. Your flesh and the flesh of other people will try to pull you down and cause you to keep talking about the problems, focus on the problem, and meditate on the problem. Sometimes you have to bite your lips from talking about negative things. You may have a big elephant in your room, and you spend four hours talking about that elephant, how big it is, what is its weight, how their eyes look like, how their ears look like. You keep talking about the color of that elephant. After four hours, you become more aware of the elephant than ever before. And you will be more depressed and down and defeated because you keep looking at the elephant instead of looking at God. You need to get rid of that elephant out of your eyes. Put God in front of you. And keep looking at the Lord. Talking about the problems is not going to help anybody. Focusing and looking at the elephant is going to make your condition worse. You should look to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your helper. Instead of looking at the problem, look to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will tell you what to say to your boss, to your spouse, He's going to tell you what to share, what to do. He's going to bring all the good things to you. He's going to lead you and guide you. And you just follow him. Look at the Holy Spirit and follow him instead of looking at the elephant. And when you come into the presence of the Holy Spirit, he will show you the path of life. He will tell you where to go in order to get your victory. But if you keep looking at the problem... You will not go anywhere. Look at God. Listen to God. And at His right hand are pleasures forevermore. In His presence is the fullness of joy. Looking at God. Focus on the Holy Spirit. Amen? Look at what happened in the time of Jesus in John chapter 16, 22 to 28. Listen carefully. This is a situation when the disciple was sad were upset because Jesus said that he would leave this world and then be with the Father in heaven. They wanted Jesus to stay with them for a long time. Jesus was only 30-something years old, but he was living. They were not happy. Look at what Jesus said in John 16, 22 to 28. Therefore, you now have sorrow. 
but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask your the Father in my name, I will give you. You notice the way Jesus said this. Jesus said, "Don't look at the circumstance now." Look at the future. You're gonna be in heaven with me for eternity. We're gonna meet again. Is that right? He said, "Look at heaven. Look at God." And he said, "Yes, I'm leaving. But look at your Father. You can pray to the Father in my name, and He will answer you." Jesus did not say, "Look at the problem in your life. Look at heaven. Keep your eyes on heaven. Keep your eyes on the Father." Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. These things I have spoken to you in figurative language, but the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language. But I will tell you plainly about the Father. Now look at the Father. Don't look at the problem. In that day, you will ask. In my name, and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you. For the Father, look at the Father Himself loved you. Look at the love of God. How much God loved you. How much God is gracious to you, because you have loved me, and have believed that I come forth from God. I came forth from the Father and have come into the world again. I leave this world and go to the Father. After you read all the scripture, you can see that Jesus tried to tell the disciple and tried to tell all of us: keep our eyes on eternal things above. Keep our eyes on the loving God. When you have problem, you can talk to God. You can ask Him in the name of Jesus. Why worry? Why get depressed? Why get angry? Just turn to God. Put God, set God in front of you, and talk to God. And he will answer you. Sometimes we lost our believing loved ones. I remember many years ago, my mom got saved. My mom never read the Bible, never understand anything about Jesus Christ. And one day I got the news from Thailand that my mom went to the hospital and had cancer in her brain and her lungs, which is incurable. So I flew to Thailand right away out of the airport. I asked my friend to drop me off at the hospital around 2 a.m. because the, the flight landed around midnight. I went into that room, and I deal in the airplane. Instead of looking at the situation, I pray to God, Father, I want my mom to go to heaven. I believe that my mom will be saved. I'm gonna look to you. I pray to you in the name of Jesus. My mom will be saved. I pray like that. I keep my eyes on God, on the promise of God. When I walk into the room, I say to my mom, "Mom, do you know Jesus?" I did not go around the bush. I just said, "Mom, do you know Jesus?" She said, "I don't know. I have never read the Bible." And I say, "Can I pray for you that you will know Him and go to heaven?" And he said, "Sure." She bowed her head. And I lay hand on her and pray, 
After I finished the prayer for one or two minutes, she opened her eyes and cried, and she said, "I know now who Jesus is." I said, "What? Why you know in two minutes?" And she said that Jesus was standing at the side of that bed, and I saw him standing in front of me, and I led her to receive Christ, and she prayed with me. After that day, she saw Jesus in the hospital. Three more times, in the X-ray CAT scan machine, she lied out. Jesus showed up and looked at her, and she was filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues without anyone lay hand on her. And not only that, while she was in the restroom in our old church building, she got touched by the laughter, the joy of the Lord, and she laughed in the. Restroom. You can get laughter in the restroom. Okay, remember this. So she got the Holy Spirit, everything. But when she passed away, I was so sad. I remember all the things she did for me. I sat in my clinic and I was so sad for many weeks. And suddenly the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Why you are sad? She is in a better place than you now. She looked like 20 years old girl now. You should not be sad. She lived forever in heaven. And when I heard that, yeah, I should stop being sad. I should not just look at the coffin, look at her lifeless body. I should look at heaven, and I know my mom is in heaven, and I'm gonna meet her soon and very soon. I should stop being depressed. I should rejoice that my mom is with the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, my brother and sister, we can choose to look at the wrong thing and yield to depression, and we can stay in depression for the rest of our life. So many people in America are taking amitriptyline, trastadone because they're depressed. They should listen to this teaching. Stop looking at the problem. We should keep heaven in front of us. We should keep the Father in front of us. We should keep the promise of God in front of us. We should keep the Holy Spirit in front of us. We should keep Jesus in front of us and see what He has done for us at the cross. We must keep the truth of the Word of God in front of us. So, if we are depressed all the time, it means that. We are not believers, because believers should not be depressed. We believe in God. We believe in the resurrection of Jesus. We believe, believe in heaven. We believe in the promise of God, the goodness and the grace of God. Why should we be depressed? We should be joyful. Is that right? Second Peter chapter three verse eight say, "But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord." And a thousand years is like a day. I want to tell you: if your believing loved one passed away, don't be depressed. One day in heaven is equal to one thousand years on earth. So, fifty years—I hope I live more than fifty years from now. I expect hundred twenty years, according to the Bible. After the flood, the Bible says we can live 120 years. 120 years, we're still strong and walk around. 
no back problem, no knee problem, no hip problem, no walkers and wheelchair. I'm going to walk around. Amen. I claim that in the name of Jesus. So 50 more years is equal to a few minutes. Can you wait for a few minutes to see your loved one in heaven? I wait a few more minutes to meet my mom, to see King David, to meet Paul, to see Joseph, my hero. Not Joseph here, Joseph in the Bible. And also to meet Jesus Christ. Does it matter what we look at? Does it matter? What we choose to look at make a big difference. Everyone say, look at. When you look at the wrong thing, there is going to be pain and also suffering and depression. You will become weaker when you get depressed and you're going to be defeated. You can be so depressed to the point that you cannot even pay attention to what people say. You can be so depressed that you cannot even understand what people talk to you. Your understanding will be so darkened. Your mind will be so blinded when you become so depressed. You will be defeated. You will not be victorious because you look at the wrong thing. And this will not happen overnight. People can become so depressed more and more to the point that they kill themselves and they lost their job and they become on the street. They become homeless because they're so depressed that they cannot even function. You must not yield to depression. You must not yield to the situation and keep looking at it. The enemy will try to put the thought in your mind that, oh, you're a hopeless case. Even though you pray to God, God will not answer you. And you keep yielding to his suggestion, and you're going to become more depressed. No, look at God. Look at the promise of God. Look at the goodness of God. No matter what happens, believe and trust in the promise of God. You need to stay away from the negative things. You need to stay away from negative people, people who like to complain and talk negative all the time. Don't be around those people. But look unto Jesus and meditate on the right thing. Focus on the right thing. Talk about the right thing. Talk about the promise of God. Talk about faith. Talk about joy. Talk about victory. And when you have more faith, you have more hope, then you become stronger and you can fully and effectively function as a wife, as a husband, as a minister, or as an employee and employer. Because you're so full of energy. You're so full of joy and life and peace on the inside of you because you look at the right thing. I want to encourage you. If God called you to be in this church, I want to let you know our church is not perfect. I'm not perfect. Pastor Da is not perfect. We are imperfect. But you join this church, please stop looking at the negative thing. Don't find fault. Don't keep focusing on the negative thing and talk about it. You know, that is the scheme of the enemy. There may be 100 good things in this church, but about two or three things are negative. And you just keep looking at the three negative things. Oh, let me get the magnifying glass. But the hundred things, you totally forget. And you know what happened? You become sick. 
become depressed, weak, and then the devil has his good time. Don't look at the negative thing. Choose to get away from the negative thing. It is very foolish as a believer to be ineffective and non-functioning because we keep looking at the negative thing. We are saved people. We are the people of faith. We need to keep looking at God. You will not live in depression, period, as a believer. You must live in joy, in hope, in faith, and victory. How are we going to get the joy? We need to look at the right thing. And we need to improve our faith. Keeping Him in front of you. Being in the presence of God. Keep looking at His promise. Praying to Him. And listen to the Holy Spirit. Many things that are around us may not be nice and may not be good. But don't focus on them. So many things are negative around us. That's why I don't like to watch the news a lot. Because all the negative are in the news. i rather read the Bible. It doesn't help me to listen to the bad news. i rather read the Bible and look at God. Amen? Matthew 18, 6 says, But whoever causes one of these little... We are talking about the church community. We are talking about come together to encourage one another. Now look at what Jesus said. Matthew 18, 6 But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. In other words, I will not see this guy anymore. The Word of God told us not to offend or to trip up or to stumble anybody, any believer. Let me read two more scripture, and you will see the point here. Romans chapter 14, verse 13. Therefore, let us not judge one another. Don't come into the church and judge one another. Please. Because if you start to judge, you cannot look at the negative things all the time. You should be thankful for people, not be judging people. But rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. In other words, Matthew say, don't cause your brother and sister to stumble. Don't judge your brother and sister and focus on the negative things on the brother and sister. No one is perfect. Now let's look at verse 23. I come to the point. When we talk about sin, what does it mean, sin? Killing people? Robbing the bank? Cheating money? What is sin in the Bible? And he, I'm going to read from King James Version. And he that doubts is damned if he eat. Because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. After I read this scripture, I know I cannot go to heaven myself. I need Jesus to forgive me and pay the price for me. Because I sin many times a day. Why? Because the Bible says, what is not of faith is sin. Whatever I do, if you talk to your customer and you talk without faith, you just talk without and with fear, you sin. Anything that you do and talk and live without faith is sin. 
Now I want to connect these two meaning. What is sin? You do anything without faith, and you cause people to sin by putting the stumbling block on people. What does it mean here? Let me explain to you. It means this way: as believers, we need to watch our mouth. For our own self, we need to keep looking at the good things, at God, at the right thing, at the promise of God, at the grace of God, the goodness of God, the blessing of God that you have received in the past. Keep looking at the positive thing. But for other people, be careful that you will not say anything that cause your brother to lose faith and lose hope. Because when they lose faith and hope, they will sin against God, and you stumble them. Is it clear? Jesus take this seriously. Jesus even say, if you say something bad to cause people to lose their faith, it's better for you to have a millstone hung on your neck and throw you into the sea and disappear, because you are destroying people's life. People can have victory when they have faith. Therefore, don't be like the ten spies. You remember Joshua and Caleb, with the ten spies, went into the promised land. Joshua and Caleb came back and say, "Great, yes, we face giants, but our God is greater than giants." But the ten spy came back say, "Oh." Hopeless, hopeless! Don't get in there. We're gonna be killed. Look at what the Bible says in Joshua chapter 14, verse 8. Nevertheless, my brethren, who went up with me, the ten spies, make the heart of the people melt or lose hope and lose faith. But I wholly follow the Lord my God. The Bible warns us not to be like the ten spies, the downers, many Christians. And church-going believers are doing the same thing as the ten spies. They have been looking at the negative thing, looking at the problems, not looking at God. Whatever comes into their life, they keep focusing on it. They keep meditating on it. They see all the negative things in their own life, in their husband, in their wife, in their church, in their boss, in their work. They keep being negative. Think about it. Keep thinking about it. And they just talk out, complain, and speak negative. Some believers are weak in their faith already. Come and listen to them, and just drop to the ground. Oh, hopeless now! No way! It's impossible! This is no way! Hopeless situation! You stumble that person if you do that to speak negative thing. You may do it innocently. You say, "Yeah, I'm sincere. I speak the negative things sincerely. I'm innocent, but your innocence doesn't count. God doesn't care. You are destroying people's faith by speaking critical words, negative things that cause people to leave church, start to be negative about the church, negative about Jesus, negative about the Word of God. Don't do that, please. From now on, we should not be." The servant of the devil, to keep speaking negative thing to destroy people's life, amen? amen. Don't focus on the wrong thing. Something may come up in your life that is very negative. 
Maybe you get a letter, bad letter. Be careful. Don't focus on that. Look at God. And don't bring that to the whole church and say, You see a problem? You cause everybody to feel bad. Put it on the side. Keep looking at God. Focusing on God. Have you ever noticed yourself that you have some negative thing come up and you speak it out in front of a group of people? And after that, everyone face look. And you say, oh my God. What I say here causes a lot of people feel bad right now. They're losing their hope. You may do it accidentally, innocently, but what you say bothering them and cause them to lose hope and faith and they become depressed, defeated, and they become down and they lose strength and you destroy them. No. I want to tell every care group in this church, don't bring problem up in the care group. You bring problem to God and to your leader. Don't bring it to brother and sister. Talk only encouraging words. Look at only encouraging things to build people's faith so that people can receive the grace of God. You may be very innocent. The enemy brings a negative thought to you and you yield to him and you bring it up in your conversation for many days or maybe even 10 minutes. You may bring it up for 10 minutes. And the people who heard what you say feel down for three days. And after three days, they start to come out and they meet you again. You bring it up another 10 minutes and people down again. Please don't be the mouthpiece of the devil. Always speak positive things. Let us take serious about practicing the high plane of Christian life that is only to focus on the right thing Speak only on the right thing, encouraging word all the time. Let me read Ephesians 4.29 one more time to remind you. I'm almost done. I know you're hungry. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. In other words, we must guard our heart and our tongue. We must be careful not to talk about everything that we think about. I heard one sermon that the devil is like a bird that flies over somebody's head and poop on the head. And then you pull the poop out and you begin to look at the poop of the bird. And you talk about the poop of the bird for 10 days. If the devil poop on your head, Take it out, throw it in the ground, and move on. Don't talk about the poop. Amen? Check your heart. Hook up to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hook up to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit, what should I say in this situation? Don't be carnal. Don't follow your head. Don't follow your Flesh, follow the Holy Spirit. If something not good, don't talk about it. Look toward God. Look unto Jesus. And if you keep looking at Him, 
the next thing you notice, you have more faith, you have more joy, you have more strength, and then the Holy Spirit start to talk to you some thoughts, some ideas, some examples, some experiences or testimony or some scriptures. The prophetic word will come out from your mouth, and you meet some brother and you talk to them. Those words that come from the Holy Spirit, you can see the light shining out of their eyes. Wow! And they become stronger, and they have more hope, and they have more faith, and they become so strong. And what you say push them into the way, the right way they should walk to, and eventually they get to their God. Given destiny, and they will become successful because you speak the right word to them at that moment. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. I remember when I started the church, I was so depressed one time because a lot of persecutions against me and rejection from people around me. And I walk around in the hospital. At that time, I was a young pastor. And I met Mary Jo, who was a nurse at Harborview Hospital at that time. We were working on the same floor. And I turned to her, and she said, why you look so depressed? I said, oh, I have a problem in the church. And she just spoke one sentence. God is with you. The church will go on. We will be fine. I just perked up right away. Why am I depressed? God is with me. That one sentence that Mary Jo spoke to me in 19... 89. Turn me around. Amen? Amen? You want to turn your husband around? You want to turn your wife around? Speak positive. Speak word of faith. Amen? Amen? We must make a decision. We must make a choice to look at the right thing, talk about the right thing, focus on the right thing, and that is God. Amen? If you start to think about something and you notice that you begin to be depressed and be like weak, please change the channel right away. Change the channel. Don't think about that. You say, wake up. What I'm thinking now is bad. I will not think about this anymore. I'm going to think about the goodness of God. The good things that God has done in my life. I'm going to think about the promise of God. I'm going to think about the testimony I heard from the YouTube. I, testimony I heard in my church. I'm going to think about that day God healed Stan Lander a year ago. Exactly one year. Four years, I'm sorry. Four years ago. <laughs> I say it wrong. Four years ago. Stan came to my office and the MRI showed cancer deep in the brain that is inoperable. And incurable, but God healed him four years ago, exactly this past week. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't be a downer. Be an encourager. Don't let enemy use you to discourage somebody, to put them down, to make them depressed. But you are the life lifter. You lift people up. Every time people come to you, they feel good. They have more faith. Amen? Anytime you talk to somebody, you should encourage them. But the enemy will work so hard to make you talk negative things and make people become depressed. You remember in the book of Mark chapter 5, when Jesus showed up in a 
home. He walked into that home to perform a miracle, and he noticed that everyone was wailing and crying and looked so sad. He talked to the parents, "Hey, come here, get out of this room right now. We cannot have a miracle here in this room. Get out of that room." And he took the parents out to another room, and he raised the dead. Why? Because Jesus knew that there is no miracle in the sad, depressed, defeated, and doubtful atmosphere. How many people want victory and miracles? What atmosphere we need to have? Faith, joyful, hopeful. Amen. We don't want to create doubtful, sad. Depressed, defeated atmosphere in our home. My dear brother and sister, I want to talk to the parents right now. I notice that a lot of young people in America walk away from church. You know why? I believe number one, the church is a depressed place. People feel depressed there. They don't want that. Two, the second reason: when you get into the car. You and your husband, or you and your wife, sit there in the car, and the three kids, five years old, six years old, seven years old, sit in the back of the car, listening to you. Then you may think that they don't listen to you. They listen, and you say, you know, I don't like Pastor La. What he did, <laughs> you know, the church too dark, the church too cold, too hot. I don't like what they're doing. It went into their ears. How many people are scientists? See how fast. The voice go, the sound run. I don't remember now. How many? How fast? Very fast. It boom into their ears, and after you talk like that for a few years, they turn to 18 years old. They say, "Daddy, bye bye. I don't want to go to your church. I rather live in the world because I heard a lot of bad things in the church from your guys in the car every Sunday." No, talk positive in front of your kids. Love your church, love your pastor, love God. God is good. God healed that person. God did this to me. Don't talk negative in front of your kids. Amen. Amen. Don't look at the problems. Sometimes we have to really run away from negative people. Seriously, when people start to talk negative, I walk away. Because it will ruin my spirit. I need to be careful. I need to save my own spirit. I don't want to hear negative thing. Amen. The Bible say, "Looking unto Jesus, not looking unto problem." We should try to get away from looking at problems, talking about them all the time. Let me read last scripture here, Romans chapter eight verse six in New King James Version. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Let me read from NLT, New Living Translation. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, control your mind leads to life and peace. If You control your mind, your tongue, your flesh, and let the Holy Spirit lead you. 
and you only speak things from the Holy Spirit. The Bible uses the word prophetic. Actually, prophecy is not a big deal. I tell you, prophecy is not like come to the microphone. Thus say the Lord. No. Prophetic means you speak from the Holy Spirit, and you can prophesy all the time. You don't need to be in the church service. You don't need to come to the microphone. You can speak from the Holy Spirit 24 hours a day. And when you are led by the Spirit, you speak things from the Holy Spirit. You do things from the Holy Spirit. You focus things by the Holy Spirit. You look at the right thing by the leading of the Holy Spirit. What happened? You will have more faith. You have more hope, confident expectation. You have more joy. And the joy leads to have strength. And then come next, life, peace. And the end outcome is victory. Amen? We need to follow the Holy Spirit. Amen? In conclusion, this sermon. I think this sermon we all need to hear. Because we still have some baggages about speaking negative things. Some of us come from the background of the parents left you. You are an orphan. And you look at the whole world negative way. And that is rooted inside you. Everywhere you go, you focus on the negative thing. Or some of you may face divorce. Or maybe facing some disappointment from another church. So you have this negative thinking all the time. I want to encourage you. Forget the past. Move on. Looking at God. Looking at the positive things. Don't look at the past anymore. Don't let them hold you and steal your joy, steal your faith. Keep looking at the positive thing. How many people promise you're going to do that from now on? How many people have a tendency to be negative? Me too. Pastor Dan know very well. When I was a young man, I was very pessimistic. When I watch TV, I always say, too dark, the hair too bad. I always talk about bad things. Pastor Dan know very well. I was a very pessimistic man. Everything I criticized, I was a very critical man. But God saved me. Now I try to be positive. Try to look at the people in a positive way. No matter what happened, God can help. God is the answer. I don't worry about it. Amen? Hallelujah. Should we confess together? Should we stand up and confess together? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father in heaven, we repent of our sin. Many times we look at the wrong thing. We focus on the wrong thing. Many times we yield to the devil. We let negative thoughts, depression, being upset, control our heart. Lord, forgive us. Cleanse us 
of all this unrighteousness. Lord, you say in the Bible, whatever we do without faith is sin. From today on, help us, Lord, to walk by faith. Everything we do, everything we look at, everything we focus on, meditate on. Talk about will be about you, your promises, your grace, your goodness, your mercy, your favor, so that we can have faith. We're gonna do everything now by faith. Lord, forgive us, Lord. That sometimes we speak negative and cause our brother and sister to stumble, to lose faith and hope. We are innocent. We are ignorant. We are immature. We have done wrong things. From today on, help us, Lord, to do the right thing. To focus on the right thing, use this Lord to be the mouthpiece of the Holy Spirit, to speak only things that edify people, to build people up, to encourage people to have faith, to have more hope, to have more strength, more joy. More grace, oh Lord. Any time when we forget and start to speak negative, may Your Holy Spirit warns us. Stop our mouth. That we will not do that anymore. Set us free, Lord, from the bondage. Of being negative, of focusing on the wrong thing, give us more grace, more power, more strength to resist the devil, and give us sensitive spiritual ears, sensitive spiritual eyes to know what is right. And to know what is wrong, help us to be mature, to be spiritual, to be used by you, Lord. Lord Jesus, we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that you are our Lord and Savior. You died for us. You save us from sin. And Lord, in a few minutes, we will see you in heaven. We have rewards in heaven. We're gonna live there in a new glorious body for eternity. Thank you, Lord. 
that you give us salvation and eternal life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us sing. Give thanks together before we have lunch together. Give thanks. Thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because it's given Jesus Christ is Son. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because it's given Jesus Christ, His Son, and now let the weak say, I am strong, let the poor say, I am rich, because of what the Lord has done. us so much. Abounding life is your will for us. Jesus has paid the price for us so that we can have super abundant life. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, relationship-wise. I pray, Father, you open heaven and put your hand on everyone in this room and those who are watching in the live stream. Bless them with the blessing of Abraham. Sickness have to live by the stripes of Jesus Christ. Poverty cannot be in our life. Curses live. Weakness, defeat, go away. 
but the blessing of Abraham comes upon your people right now. Your blessing shall overtake them and follow them all the days of their life. Your favor will be so great that people can notice the favor of God in their life. The blessing of the Lord will make them rich. And there is no sorrow with it, Lord. Supernatural breakthroughs come into their life. Miracles in this atmosphere of faith happen in their life. In the wonderful name of Yeshua Hamakshik. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.